My beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, we heard in the epistle about St. Paul telling Timothy, attend to your duties, let them absorb you. Attend to your duties, let them absorb you. Think how much less sinning there would be if we just attended to our Christian duties and let them absorb us and not be caught up with other affairs, with other people's business, and worried about our own acre, our own sins, our own need of repentance. Attend to your duties, he told Timothy, and he tells you and I today, let them absorb you. We have arrived at that great day of Zacchaeus Sunday, that Sunday that points to Lent. Now, Zacchaeus Sunday is not an official preparatory Sunday of the great fast. Uh, it should be, and perhaps it was in history at one time, but somewhere along the way, it got bumped. And so the next four Sundays, the publican and the Pharisee, uh, Oh, my mind's going blank. And the other three are part of it. But this Sunday is an important Sunday. And to put it into context, Jesus had gathered his disciples together. For three years, he had been out ministering, teaching, healing, having great conversations and conversions, displaying his power trying to teach the people who He is. He who has seen the Father, He has seen me, has seen the Father. He gathers them together and He says, we are on our way up to Jerusalem. We are on our way up. Remember, Galilee is much lower in elevation. And they're on their way up to Jerusalem where all that was spoken of through the prophets concerning the Son of Man would come be fulfilled, that He'd be ridiculed, spit upon, scourged, crucified, put to death, and then rise on the third day. Now Jesus is laser-focused. His whole mission is coming to a completion and to the fulfillment of His Father's plan, but it happens in Jerusalem, and nothing will get in His way of His goal. As He's coming through Jericho to start climbing up to Jerusalem, He's met by a blind man, Bartimaeus, in the gutter. And Bartimaeus hears about Jesus coming through because he hears all the noise. They tell him, and he cries out, Son of David, have pity on me. And of course, everyone around him, be quiet, don't bother the master, leave him alone. But he cries out with greater determination, Son of David, have pity on me. And there, in that moment, the Word of God who created the heavens and the earth, and put all things into motion, and He Himself took on motion by becoming flesh, is walking through the midst, He hears the voice of one of His creations, and He stops. The power of calling upon the name of the Lord. 
He stops and he turns and asks Bartimaeus, what will you have me do? I want my sight. Jesus gives him his sight, and Bartimaeus follows Jesus on the way. Jesus, with the rest of his retinue, and you can imagine how noisy it would be if you just watched, you know, all the things that happen on in Palestine and the great people when they get together, how loud and animated it can become. No doubt it wasn't any different. Great miracle had just been performed. A blind man was just healed in the midst of everybody. And he comes into Jericho. And St. Luke is very concerned to make sure that we know who this man Zacchaeus is. He's a tax collector. And not just a tax collector, but a dang good one that he's wiggled his way up to be a chief tax collector. You know, a tax collector, they could do anything just about they wanted as long as Rome got their money. Whatever was required of them, if they could exceed that, they got it. They could tax you for drive going across the bridge. They could tax you for coming into a city. They could tax you for going out of the city. They could tax you for what you had on your back when you were walking through the city. They could tax you with whatever they found in your home. And there was nothing they could, you could do about it because he had the power of the Roman army behind him. So Zacchaeus must have been really good, must have been a real snake in the grass to make his way up to a chief tax collector. How many other tax collectors did he have to get under his thumb so that he would be the chief and probably skimmed off of all of them? They weren't liked by anybody, despised by their own people, the Jews, despised by the Romans, but tolerated. But they were only thinking of themselves. How much wealth could they attain? So as Jesus comes into town, and Zacchaeus hears of this group coming in, probably the first thing is a tax collector, and this shows how demented I am, I would start thinking, how can I start taxing this group? What can I get out of them? Who's their leader? I hear their leader is Jesus. I've heard about him. Certainly, if he can change water into wine, he can change stones into gold. How much can I get out of him? So Zacchaeus comes, and Luke is again pointing out he's a short man. And he's going up and down the crowd trying to gain a glimpse of Jesus, but God's not allowing it. He's not allowing him to see Jesus through the crowd this way or allowed to see Jesus through the crowd in a, a gap in the crowd on this side. He forces Zacchaeus to climb a sycamore tree. He forces Zacchaeus to change his perspective. And in climbing that sycamore tree, only then does he see Jesus with a different set of eyes from a new perspective. And this must have been a powerful experience. It must have stirred his heart in some fashion. Because when the Word of God stood before him, or below him in the tree and looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down, 
Zacchaeus quickly came down and stood before him. Zacchaeus, I mean to stay at your house. There must have been something in the word of God, the very word that created him into being, spoke to him. It must have drawn at his heart and tugged so tightly and broke it open to the point that repentance took place. Because by the time he came down, Zacchaeus was not the same man that went up the tree. The proof of a repentance is the actions and the change of life. Everyone around him was ridiculing Jesus for going and eating at a sinner's house. And Zacchaeus says, I give away half of everything I have. If I have defrauded anybody, I'll repay him four times. That takes a rich man and makes him poor in a hurry. The word of God spoke to his heart and he was ready to hear it because he had a change in perspective. Jesus would leave the city after dining with Zacchaeus on his way up to Jerusalem. And he would be entering, have the great entrance into Jerusalem that we celebrate on Palm Sunday. But what of Zacchaeus? Tradition holds, as recorded in our prologue of Ocrid, that he would become a follower of St. Peter and learn from Peter. And in time, before Peter went to Rome, he would make Zacchaeus bishop of Caesarea in Palestine, not up in Cappadocia, but further down in Palestine. And there he would spend the rest of his days serving the Lord who brought about a change in his own heart. A change in perspective was what was required with Zacchaeus. We oftentimes are forced into a change of perspective in our lives. It can happen with a sudden illness that we might have. The sudden death of a loved one, a dear friend. Those things begin to rattle you. Make you relook at yourself and your life and how you see life. We can have a change of perspective with the birth of a child. A change of perspective by watching the children play. Or a change of perspective when you watch two elderly people trying to have something explained to them at a bank or the, the pharmacist or whatever, and try as they might, they just don't understand. And you watch that and you have a change in perspective. A change of heart. Now, we are all going to have those throughout the moments of our lives. And we probably had some now. But some will be great and some will be small. But they're all opportunities to change our perspective. And the church gives us times and seasons in which to allow us if we are open to it, to change our perspective. To view Christ from a different direction. To see life a little differently. Gain a little better perspective of who we are 
and who we're called to be. We are now on our way up to Jerusalem, you and I, as we began this Sunday of Zacchaeus. And the Sunday of the publican and Pharisee. We go on through Meat Fair and Cheese Fair Sunday, Forgiveness Sunday, Judgment Sunday, on our way to the Great Fast. Each of these upcoming Sundays and the Sundays throughout the Great Fast and during our Lytton experiences are opportunities for a change in perspective. It is in the change of perspective that we come to see our own capacity. Zacchaeus was created with the capacity to be loved by God. He was created with the capacity to love God and love neighbor in return. And it was in that change of capacity perspective that he became aware of his own capacity to love again, to love God, to love neighbor. And the same with you and I. We are created with the capacity to be loved by God. And we are created with the capacity to love God and neighbor in return. But it requires us periodically to change our perspective because what happens is we get in a rut and we think, is this all there is? The same vision every day. My brothers and sisters, we are asked to climb that sycamore tree as well to gain a new perspective of Christ as we begin our journey to Jerusalem as we begin to see the fulfillment of our salvation about to take place, as we journey these next four weeks, as we journey through the six weeks of the great fast, as we journey through Holy Week and on to Jerusalem and the Mount of Skulls and the Tomb of the Resurrection. Allow your hearts to have a change of perspective. Allow your hearts the humility to be open to it. And you will experience a transformation not unlike Zacchaeus. You will find quickly how fleeting all those things you've been worrying about and trying to collect are. How, how quickly they turn to dust. How quickly they're one thing one day and gone another. Life is short and death is certain. And judgment is swift and true. And we are given this life to prepare ourselves for that. To prepare ourselves for this life and the life that is to come. Christ is asking each of us, change your perspective. I mean to stay at your house. I mean to come under your roof. I mean to live in you. And as I live in you, then you will come to live in me, and you will live in my house. And there we will spend eternity in the glory of God. Let us be Zacchaeuses. Let us climb, climb the tree, gain a new perspective, 
and forever be changed.